You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and May is that time of the year where the flowers start to appear and hopefully the snow starts to stop. And I say that because at this time when I am chatting with Tara Byrne, who's the Arts Programme Manager at the Baltana Festival uh, in Dublin, it's actually snowing in Ottawa. And... Uh, Oh, it's, uh, I know when we were emigrating back in 1988, we were told, when you're coming, don't bother coming till May, because at that stage it starts to warm up. Well, things start to warm up. Baltana is Ireland's national festival, which celebrates the arts and creativity as we age. And the festival is run by Age and Opportunity, the leading national development organization working to enable the best possible quality of life for us as we age. And uh, again, I'll say this, getting that little bit older, <clears throat> maintaining a quality of life becomes so important, and particularly over the last two years where we've been limited in our ability to interact with other people and even to interact with the things that we like to do, the hobbies that we like. And I know in Ireland, uh, where I spent a, lot, a bit of time the last year, the restriction was down to two kilometers at one stage, five kilometers, and then the county. So even if you were walking, cycling, swimming, your ability to do things on your own. The golf clubs all closed down. So Baltana in 2022 is a particularly important year where people are coming back together, getting back out, starting to do things together, and I suppose to rebuild their uh, mental life, their mental health, their emotional life, their spiritual life, their interpersonal life. Tara, thanks a million for coming along and wonderful to have an opportunity to chat with you. Baltana, um, a tremendous initiative in Ireland that's been going on for a few years now. Yeah, well, thank you for inviting me. I'm, I, I can't believe that I'm on a Canadian radio station, even if it's an Irish one. So hello to all your listeners. I've never been to Canada, but absolutely dying to go. Anyway, um, Bialtana is, um, is, I think, a really interesting festival even before I was working on it because it's very specific, as you can possibly tell. So it's really about the, the tagline is celebrating the arts and creativity as we age. And this kind of chimes with the organization that runs it, which is Age and Opportunity. It's about promoting quality of life from age 50 upwards. So the festival itself is really about celebrating um, all of us uh, continuing to be creative or else taking up creativity for the first time after we reach 50. And it's about promoting our work if we're artists and if we're just general creative people. And it's about kind of coming together with other people to, um, I suppose, kind of, promote solidarity between generations so even though it's very much about older people or f people 50 plus it really is about meeting meeting other generations at the events too because we're all about you know forging connections between generations so it's just taking a moment even though it runs for the whole month so it's quite quite a long moment um in may to take stock of um our own, our own contribution, you know, creatively to the country, our own work, um, what our friends are doing, um, and just, you know, to mark again, can we have a rebirth? That's why it's called Bealtaine. It's like, can we kind of look forward to a new chapter in our lives where we take up something artistic or we start going to more events because maybe we have more time, maybe we've a bit more money. Not everyone has those things. 
Um, but that's really what it's about. And we're 27 years old, would you believe, this year? I know when I retired from the day job, um, one of the ambitions I had was to kind of play guitar a little. I dabbled. And someone said to me, you know, put it up in the sitting room, put it where it's you're looking at it every day. And I did, and it encouraged me to kind of pick it up even when the kettle was on, waiting for it to boil, pick it up for a few minutes. And it's that type of thing, I think, this, what this is to encourage people to pursue an interest that may have been dormant, and it's giving the opportunity to maybe meet with others who want to do the same thing, because I know you have ambassadors who are around the country and encourage people to engage in artistic endeavours they may never actually have done before, but have a real interest in trying out. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and one of the things we'd always say is that your your potential is always there. So no matter what age you are, you can increase that potential. And actually, we ran separately to the festival an Emerging Artists Award recently. And this is for anyone over 50 who's kind of suddenly, not suddenly, but like, again, who, who's taking up art and who's really serious about it and wants to do really great things. And we had a huge response to that. And you could just see out there, again, so many people that that just now have a bit of time to think just now. And like some of them were, were you know, a good bit away from 50. Some of them were in their 70s. And um, so it's just it's really about, you know, you can you can achieve at any age because um, ultimately, we feel, I suppose, that we live in a world that's fairly ageist and that often is reminding you of your limitations or what the world perceives your limitations to be. So this is really about ignoring that messaging and all about your own positive messaging. An awful lot of festivals, uh, because of geographic limitations, might be confined to one particular venue. But from the very beginning, as I understand the belt, and I was all over the country, you engaged ambassadors and people to to bring this initiative to the 26 counties. Yeah, I think one of the great strengths of the festival is that it's it's a national festival. And in fact, it's the second largest festival after St. Patrick's, which is pretty significant. So it literally happens in every single counties, uh, county and um, it's run through communities there and mostly voluntarily. So it's the kind of participatory community aspect is really important too. No one has to do anything. People really want to create events and they can be really small events or really big events. The the, the bigger events tend to be organized through the local authorities who are really active in this. So the local library network in Ireland is, is probably the most active Bialtana organizer. But it, what it means, I suppose, when you're a locality or when you're, you know, people from your community are organizing events, they're likely to be of interest to you because they're likely to be about your life and your area. So that's the real strength of the festival. It's very much a grassroots festival. And what we try and do um, in terms of our work, when I say we, the team of people that works in the arts um, in Age and Opportunity, is to do events that we hope will give people some inspiration and think about their own events. So obviously we have funding and we raise funding through the Arts Council and HSE and we're very grateful to them for that. We try and do really ambitious things and things that are a bit challenging too. Um, so with, so there's an in-house festival, I suppose, and then there's a community festival. But for, for anyone going to them, and we, we have quite a few events online, Austin, that I hope maybe your listeners mm-hmm. can tune into no matter where they are. 
Um, we try and be as diverse as possible. And this is probably our most diverse festival yet. So we've got all kinds of, apart from we've got every art form that you can imagine. So we've got music, we've got film, we've got literature, we've got theatre, we've got the visual arts. Um, and we've got within those, we've got concerts, we've got exhibitions, we've got lots of discussions, we've got workshops. So if you want to make things, then actually our workshops are online. So we're, we're doing writing workshops, music workshops and visual art workshops. If you, if your listeners would like to book into those, um, and we like to mix as well. Some things are very celebratory. So, um, we've got a, a number of music events and one of our, our, and, and let me just finish my sentence. And then some things are tackling serious topics. So we're always trying to balance the, the high and the low, if you know what I mean. So the celebratory events, you've got a massive, uh, choral, um, what would you call it? A choral, um, get together this Sunday called the Dawn Chorus. And that's been going for about 10 years, if not more. And that's where we ask choirs around Ireland or anywhere in the world to sing at dawn um, on the first Sunday in May. So at half five on Sunday in Galway, we are going to be there um, with a number of choirs bringing in the, this is really the beginning, I suppose, of the festival and the beginning of spring, oh. um, beside the sea in Blackrock, which is um, near Salt Hill in, in Galway City, if anyone knows going out there, which I'm sure they do. Um, so, and we, as I said, hopefully we'd, we'd be thinking that there are choirs all over Ireland singing at the same time. We really encourage people to do that. So we're going to post photographs of how that is. And it's obviously beautiful as the sun is coming up and the birds are singing. And so that's one of our real, you know, let's just celebrate life while we have it. Um, and then we have a dusk chorus at the other end where it's obviously later in the evening, I think it's half seven or eight or something this year. And that's also going to be in Galway, but it's going to be um, by the Clada, which is a really gorgeous place, which you probably know right in the city centre. So um, those are the kind of celebratory. Yeah, a good friend of mine, I was talking to him earlier on today. He was in for a swim in Galway as the sun came up out at Black Rock. Uh, and he said it was a beautiful sunny morning in Galway. He's uh, a yeah. cold water swimmer. He goes down there every morning. And yeah, I'm always envious. Uh, and I was telling him how it was raining and snowing here. But you mentioned the online events. And there's a lot of uh, performers in there that the Canadian audience are very familiar with. Like I noticed you have the Celtic tenors uh, and they're on a celebratory tour. And they were here in Ottawa no more than a few weeks ago. So they're right. quite well known around here. And I see Colm O'Connorra uh, featuring yes. there. And Colm is going to be uh, his uh, work involved in there's the Children's Festival coming up. And uh, one of the it's a brew theater, I think, down in Galway. Her, uh, it's either librarian or one of the others, two pieces coming in from Ireland. And they're at the Children's Festival. And Colm is involved in that. And uh, amazing. His music is absolutely beautiful. Anyone, yeah. Yeah. And then there was another one I noticed um, that you had there that uh, are quite familiar. When I looked through the some of the events, and I saw there where you did have online songs of the seekers. So, um, oh, that's you one know, of our partners. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's they're the kind of things I guess that if they're online, it allows us aging folks of the diaspora to participate. Yeah, no, we'd, we'd love that. And, and in the last two years, that was one of the upsides from going online, which this year, as I said, is a mix, but the last two have been completely online. 
for the first time we had international audiences. Now there, uh, uh, we did have a few people who would travel, which was always very impressive. And actually we did have somebody from Canada a few years ago who traveled and who was kind of, we have people who were interested in setting up similar festivals and they come over and have a look and see how it works. Um, so, so we've got festivals, there's festivals all over the UK that are based on this festival. And then there's, there's one in Finland, there's one in the Netherlands. So anyway, uh, but international visitors, if you like, has been a real eye opener. And I mean, we'd love to, we'd love to hear more because it's, it would be interesting to know what our international audiences think of what we're doing. Indeed. Um, so when you talk about the international audience, particularly, you know, there's a registration and, um, from an international perspective, first of all, is there any cost involved? And if there's a registration, is it on, an, on a per event basis for the online? Or what would the scene be? So everything is bookable for the in-house festival now um, uh, through Eventbrite. So you can do that from anywhere in the world. And most of our events are um, pay what you feel by which we mean just give people flexibility saying, well, I can't afford it, so um, I'm going to put in zero into this. Or I can't afford it, so I'm going to put in three euro or five euro or 10 euro or whatever it is. And there's only a few events that we actually have a set price, and that's usually because we're working with partners and it's the way we're balancing out the finances of it. But we want to give people the most chance to go to events. But as I said, all all, almost all of our events are bookable through Eventbrite, which you should be able to access if you've got internet connection. And, and then is there any degree of interactivity? So like are any of these maybe on Zoom? And I'm thinking again where you may have, are there any song workshops that, that are online or singing workshops that are online? Well, exactly. So next week, in fact, is the beginning of the music series of workshops. And we have an amazing musician called Jerry Wolf. He's a very experienced workshop giver. I'm just looking up the, it starts next Monday or Tuesday, I think. I think it's next Monday the 2nd, which is a bank holiday in Ireland. But you sign up to it. You sign up to three workshops. Um, and I think we've set up something like five or six euro workshops. So it's very, very cheap. Um, but that would be fun because he's a he's a great kind of singer songwriter. And then, as I said, you can do visual art stuff, you can do writing stuff, but that's the music one. And I know one of the other ones that's often very, very popular with people as they get into retirement is painting. Some people pick up the brushes for the first time. Are there any online painting events or um, workshops? So the the visual arts workshop that we've organised um, with an artist called Claire Halpin, I don't think that she'll be doing painting. Okay. But I would say when I talk about what we're doing, there is the rest of the festival is the bigger part of the festival, and I would be absolutely certain that one of the one of our our many colleagues around the country will be running painting classes or painting workshops. So the thing to do is just to go on to our website, bialtina.ie, and to search for painting workshops. Just use key search words and you'll find something. The other thing maybe just to say is that as much as we push people to register their events, so if you're a community organiser and you're organising a local exhibition or you're organising a workshop, you have to register on our website for it to be publicly visible. We push people to do that as early as possible so that Mm. people come into the festival, can plan but but the reality is that lots of people register their events at the last minute. So I would say to anyone listening interested, do check in every, you know, every time you have time 
to see what's there because people, as I said, will continue to register as the May, as the month goes on. Yeah, and I've noticed there I saw one come up in the that section, uh, which was Jigmap Mixed Media Collage Workshop, and that's available online. That's uh, the one, so, yeah, that we're, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so indeed. Uh, and again, you mentioned the website there. It's bialtane.ie, and that's B-E-A-L-T-A-I-N-E dot I-E. And uh, all the details are there, and it is for the full month of May. So you can... Um, tap in on whatever time or date that suits. Uh, on that basis, any of these programs and events that are available online, are they time sensitive or are they available subsequently uh, if you're in a different time zone? Some of them we will um, have on our website, on our on our video gallery after the festival. So if you miss it, you will be able to see some of them if you look up, as I said, the, the video channel on our website. But but not all of them because of agreements that we've made with the artists. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you really want to see something, uh, I realize the time difference is tricky for you guys, but if you really want to see something, <laughs> you might have to... Um, get up get early up. in the morning. <laughs> but a lot of our events actually are in the afternoon. So that might, that would mean a morning for you guys. Depending on where, like you get down, get okay. out to Vancouver, Vancouver, you're looking at an eight hour time difference. Here oh, in, yeah. in, in Ontario, we're looking at a five hour time difference. You get down to Newfoundland, you're looking at three and a half hours. So, uh, it depends on where you are, I guess. And, uh, yeah, yeah, how early in the morning you want to get up. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, how dedicated are you is what I'd say. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Tara Byrne, Arts Programme Manager and Balton Festival Artistic Director. Thanks a million for taking the time. It's been wonderful meeting you and having a chat. Thanks, Austin.